Hello and welcome to a final episode, or I should say really the final planned episode, more on that in just a sec, of Real Life. Thanks for being with me through this whole journey as we followed along with the making of Double Bondsman. I learned a ton. It was so much fun to be involved in the creative process and to make a pro- make a product, make a piece of art that documents every step of the movie-making journey. It was really fun, and it was especially fun to be able to celebrate the actual film being done with the cast and crew on our live stream last week. If you missed that live stream, you can do two things, one of two things. You can click the link in the show notes to watch the live stream. Uh, that'll be live for another week or so, uh, and, and I'll, I have to take it down um, you know, because we can't have an unlimited access to the advanced screening. We're trying to submit this film to film festivals and, and the like. But it'll be live for roughly the next week or so. So if you want to see it, I encourage you to do that. Or if you can't do that, short of that, um, and short of seeing the film, you can listen to this podcast where I have included the audio of the Q&A. And, um, you know, I've I've, I've edited a little bit because we had some (laughs) technical difficulties. But I've included the discussion of the Q&A. I have not included the audio of the film because, one, to protect the intellectual property of the film, but also, two... Uh, because you can't do the, this film justice by just listening to it. You have to see it as well. It's a film, right? It's not a podcast. It's a film. So, uh, but if you want to hear the Q&A, go ahead and listen on. Now, I did say some technical difficulties, so you'll notice a few things here and there. Uh, most notably, I omitted the first you know, two minutes of the live stream, where if you go to YouTube and watch it there, you'll see that we had some major sound echo uh, audio mixing problems. We got those figured out. And then, actually, uh, a funny thing at the end uh, you'll hear this this echo start where my computer actually just shut down. It, fortunately, it was it was in the final like 60 seconds of the live stream, but it just shut down. Chandler and I were sitting here in my studio, and my computer just powered down. And so everyone else on the stream heard a loop of like three words that I was saying over and over and over again. Uh, you can, if you want to, you know, see that or hear that, you can also go to the uh, to the YouTube link. Um, but uh, I've edited this a little bit just for clarity for cleaning up some of those technical difficulties we had. Uh, and it's a great discussion to to hear. So joining us in this uh, discussion are Chandler, who, like I said, was here in my studio, and also Jake and Josh, who play Brett and Rhett, respectively, and Maggie Alexander, who played the detective, Josh Liebhauser, the uh, producer of the film, and Ryan Moore, the composer. So it was a great crew, and we had a really good, we had a good audience. We had some great, uh, great interaction with the audience, some uh, live questions, input from the audience that we got to answer on air. So it was a ton of fun, uh, great uh, just a, a great time. Uh, and I'm sorry you missed it if you didn't, but it's not too late. So go ahead and click on the link in the show notes or listen to this episode here and get caught up. Now, the final thing I'll say, I mentioned this was the final planned episode. I do not have planned a, a further episode of real life, but that could all change if Double Bondsman gets accepted to a film festival. Chandler is submitting Double Bondsman to various film festivals various film festivals and we are hoping that it gets picked up by one of the big ones so we'll see stay tuned for that uh, but even if it gets picked up by a minor one we'll probably just come back on and do a little the little public awareness about what the film festival is where you can watch it and what to expect going forward and maybe just talk a little bit about the film festival submission process too so uh, i don't have that one planned per se but i am confident in the film and i think it has a shot at getting picked up for a film festival so uh, if it does we'll be back here on this feed to talk about that and what that means for the future of the film. And for the future of the film, you know, if you've listened to all eight, nine episodes of Real Life, you know that there are hopes uh, for turning this into a feature. Uh, by feature, I mean, you know, a 90 to 120 minute feature length film um, that would follow the, the story of these two brothers. So we're hoping that some film festival momentum could drum up support for doing something like that. And again, stay tuned. We'll see. Um, a lot could happen. And we'll be back to update you on that if and uh, we'll say when, when it does. All right, that's it for me. Enjoy this final planned episode of Real Life. The Q&A, once again, if you want to watch the film, go to that YouTube link for the next week or so. It'll be live in the show notes. All right, until next time. All right. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to this live stream where we're doing an advanced screening of Double Bondsman. 
the short film. Uh, I'm joined by Chandler, the director, Howdy. sitting across from me. Hey, Chandler. Also, my brother-in-law. Uh, so he's been visiting, and he's in Colorado here with me. So we thought it would be good to come into this uh, the podcast studio here and do a little discussion of the film. And we've recruited some other people who were involved in the film, uh, very closely involved in the film. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves, starting with Jacob and Josh Wazukowski. So we'll just go around in a clockwise circle here. So uh, Jacob and Joshua, go ahead and introduce yourselves to the audience here. My name is Jacob Zukowski. My name is Joshua Zukowski. And I play Brett. And I play Rhett in Double Bondsman. Right, you were going to say double, and then I was going to say Bondsman. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. We didn't, we didn't right. plan this, guys. We lost the script that we had written. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I didn't write that script. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Maggie, why don't you introduce yourself, and we'll go from there. All right, I'm Maggie. I play the detective who gets to deal with these two delightful twins, or at least one of them. You'll see. Um, and yeah, this is the second time I've worked with Chandler, and it was a blast. Okay. Very different project from last time. Yes, indeed. All right. Very different. Josh, tell us about yourself and your involvement. Hey, everybody. I hey, everybody. I am Joshua Liebhauser. Joshua Liebhauser. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us today. You. I am the producer of the film Double Bondsman. In addition, I do have a cameo role. I don't know if the echo was too garbled earlier to hear, but I do play a dead body in the film as well. So you'll have to keep an eye out for the reveal of that. Yeah, Josh is also, um, he was, was, uh, Kind of one of the the things that kept the the film going. He was kind of my partner in crime back uh, in the early early conversations we had. Um, it was in a van uh, driving to a shoot when I told Josh about this idea, and he was like, "You should do that." And then I was like, "Okay, let's do it." And that was kind of when we decided let's uh, let's make Double Bondsman. Yeah, and if you want to hear the audio of that conversation, it's on the podcast, Real Life. So yeah, a little, we, little plug. If you yeah, haven't we, if you haven't listened to it already, Real Life uh, yeah. on Apple Podcasts, check it out. You can hear all kinds of uh, fun stories about the making of Double Bondsman. So exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Josh. Ryan, let's go to you. Tell us about how you were involved in Double Bondsman and what you did. <laughs> yeah. So again, my name is Ryan Moore, and I uh, Chandler asked me to to write the music for it. So I, I did the film scoring and. Uh, my part involved a lot of really awesome late night pizzas and scoring because it was the kind of movie I wanted to, to write the music solely at night and just immerse myself, you know, in the story. So, yeah, you guys might be twins, but really we're triplets because I felt like I was on, every, you know, in this moment with you. So it was fun. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. All right. Well, I know Chandler's got some questions for all of you, but uh, I've got a question to start off with. So well, I th- are, are we watching the movie first? Uh, no, I want to do some questions and then we'll do the movie. OK. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's just do a few questions. So and this question is actually probably good for before the movie, before uh, we play it for the audience who's watching here. I think all of you have seen the movie now because Chandler sent you an advanced advanced screening. So tell me your favorite thing about the movie or maybe a better way of putting this is what should the people who are about to see the movie be on the lookout for maybe a favorite scene maybe a, a little tell from something that was your role for jacob joshua and maggie uh what should people be looking for as they watch this film jake and josh let's start with you um it's, i'll be honest i never like telling people what to look out for just because i like when people kind of like figure things out for themselves or they're like oh whoa i wasn't expecting that yeah um but I don't know. What, what would you say? I'd say just uh, look at Josh's haircut. Check that out. <laughs> Be on the lookout for that because he was rocking a totally different hairstyle than totally he is now. Different. And uh, I think he rocked it, honestly. And they, I, I think it looks good. I think he's always had a yeah. good hair, a good sense of hairstyle. But uh, specifically in this movie, it's way different than what he's rocking now. So oh, yeah. be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And, and also, I guess, maybe learn from these uh, twins yeah. and maybe what not to do if you want to function properly in society. Call the police right away. Yeah. If you ever find a dead body, please yeah. don't try to find the killer. It, yeah. it never works out. Yeah. Solid. Good, good life advice. I like it. <laughs> All right, Maggie, I think you've seen the film as well. Uh, what would you have people look for as they're watching for the first time? Well, um, it's also very nice to know that you think your identical twin brother is good looking um, and that people should look for that. Um, um, 
Well, because he's my twin, it's just kind of almost like saying like, he's, good he's good looking. You know, it's kind yeah. of like a it's an ego oh, boost. Yeah, you know? thanks for that. Nice. That's, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's good looking. I'm good looking. <laughs> um, I think I mean. The twins' chemistry, watching them play off each other, is was my my personal favorite part. And, and then, in part because I know how it was when we were shooting it, and I don't want to give anything away, but there's a scene where one of them is trying to leave a room that it you will know it when you see it. That was pretty hard to keep a straight face. It's a good scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite scenes. Okay, Josh, you also have seen it. So what would you say people need to be looking for uh, on the first watch? Um, I think one of the big things to pay attention to uh, for Double Bondsman is the incredible work that um, Ian and the Distant Moon team did on lighting and cinematography. I mean, it's beautifully shot. The lighting is just gorgeous. And there's so much work that goes into that that often you just, if you're not looking for it, you don't notice. Uh, but it helps to create <clears throat> an entire mood. And um, when you pair the mood with the character motivations and then Brian's uh, fantastic score, you end up with something pretty special, I think. So that's what I would keep an eye out as you watch it. Also, I don't know what you were going to say. I was going to say 100 100%. That's the first thing I noticed when watching the film. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. this was shot, the score. Ever. I was like, this is a movie. This I was going to say, there's also a sick burnout scene that oh, I forgot. Who was driving the car when we did that burnout scene? Oh, geez. Was I that? don't know. It, it's yeah. not like it was one of the coolest moments of this whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll see. I mean, we won't be able to see the actual person who did the burnout, but um, you should, whoever it was, you should put uh, uh, what's it called? Um, a credit? Yeah. Well, not no, like that driving. Like you should put um, like stunt driving on your resume because I think oh, that shoot, I think yeah. that counts as stunt driving. I think so. Yeah. Go yeah. for it, Josh. Uh -huh. <laughs> Josh, I'll, I'll endorse you. At the same time. Yeah. I'll endorse you <laughs> on right. LinkedIn. Sounds How's good. That? I'll stick it on my LinkedIn. Thanks, Chandler. <laughs> All right. Final input before we watch the film, Ryan. What should people be looking for? Yeah, so <clears throat> I more on a passion for film level, I really thought that the acting was fantastic. Uh, and I thought that the timing of the comedy was really awesome. And I was like, this is like the whole package. This is like, you know, you got a little suspense, a little comedy. Um, but it was one of those things you know, at first going into it, you, you, when somebody says it's going to be kind of a, there's going to be some comedy, that's, you know, that's always kind of the, uh, like, oh, we'll see, you know, we'll watch it and we'll find out and kind of thing. But after watching it for me, the timing was perfect. So you guys did a great job. So everybody should look out for just like the timing. And to me, comedy is all about the timing. So really, really well done. Perfect. Thanks, Ryan. All right, Chandler, you're the director. Any final comments before we go right into the movie here? Um, I don't think so. I think we should just dive in. And I have some uh, specific questions I want to ask uh, you guys afterwards. Um, there are some funny stories uh, to tell, um, as well as just some cool insights into the making of the movie. Um, but I feel like those would be spoilers if we okay. get, got into that Fair now. Enough, so yeah. I think we should just jump in. All right, here we go. Without further ado, enjoy this advanced screening of Double Bondsman. I am not a criminal. I know you guys might think differently, but if you were in my shoes, I guarantee that you would have done the same. Because we're both after justice here. The whole thing started when we were waiting on a job and Rhett turned to me and said, now, this is where you have to go to the YouTube link if you want to actually watch the film. I'm going to fast forward to where we picked up after the film ended. Alrighty, everybody. <clears throat> How about that movie? I loved it. 
I'm uh, still. Laughing. I loved it. it. Was great. I'm still laughing at the uh, the final part where uh, Rhett pulls out the bobby pin. From yes, Sarah. <laughs> great moment. I I love that moment. Um, probably one of my favorite uh, parts of the movie, to be honest. Um, but um, speaking of which, um, I want to go around uh, the room and I want to ask each of you. Uh, favorite scene and funniest scene or funniest moment. It's okay if they're the same thing. Uh, but uh, let's start with you guys, uh, Jake and Josh. Um, repeat the question because Josh was not here. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Um, he on the screen. Sorry. Funniest scene uh, or funniest moment and favorite moment. The funniest moment, okay, there's two actually, just because I laughed so hard at it. The funniest moment, I think, is when Josh is pulling the hairpin out of his hair because <laughs> the sound that it makes. Yes, absolutely. And you can hear the hairs ripping out. And yeah. I thought that I die laughing that, every single time I see it. Was that post effects or was that the actual sound of what uh, I was That is I, the actual sound <laughs> of hair follicles leaving your scalp. Excellent. So. Uh, oh, thank man. you for sacrificing your body for the game. Of course, it you know, got to do it for the art, you know. Yeah, there you go. I also remember when we did that scene too, and there was like too much hair on the pin that it looked disgusting. So like we, you, you had us like pick some of it off to kind of make sure there was like just enough hair on there to where it looked good, but also but not too like much to where you're like, oh, you just somebody. yes, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. well, Josh, tell tell us exactly uh, how many times I made you uh, pull your hair out uh, for that scene. Um, I'm not entirely certain of the exact number, but I would say 11, <laughs> like, uh, somewhere between like seven and 11. Um, but only like three or four of them were like really bad. But I think that was mainly my fault is cause I put it in a little too deep and then just like tried pulling. And I just, <laughs> just grabbed a whole handful of hair basically. And yeah, pulled it out. I'm just going to say that acting aside, like across from that, it's very hard to stay in character. Yeah. So I think that the biggest challenge was me for me, like trying to stay in character <laughs> overall. <laughs> doesn't have to be family friendly. Does this have to be family friendly? I guess it does. Probably. probably. I'm going to make sure we I have a charger. Hold on one second. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, my favorite part, um, definitely the part with the slow motion and the music with the police. Yes. Um, Ryan, obviously that was your doing. Uh, excellent job. I, I lost my shisa for lack of better words, I just lost. <laughs> it's like the, the, something about like the slow guitar and like the slow turn. I'm just like, oh yeah, this, I, I know exactly what's about to happen here. It was, yeah, it was amazing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah the, well, actually, uh, I wanted to, um, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Um, well, you, you, you like that scene a lot too. That's your favorite scene in the film, right? Because we talked about that in the final episode of Real Life, that the, yes, the police car that, scene. I, I mean, there are a lot of favorite scenes um, in my... Uh, it, there are a lot of favorite scenes for me. I think uh, that scene, one thing that stands out about it is that um, it was actually the scene I was most worried about uh, when we shot it because um, we, A, didn't have a police car. Um, <laughs> B... Uh, didn't really have a great location to shoot it in either. Um, and about probably 50% of the movie is shot in or around the distant moon, uh, production office. Um, so that scene was like, you know, on distant moon property next to where we had shot, like the opening scene, for example. Um, and so I was nervous about that scene working, but then, um, I knew that if we could get it in slow motion, I knew that, once we got like music in there and then the real surprise for me was when uh, Jesse Eastman, the sound designer uh, layered in uh, some of that sound design and especially like the slow-mo, like <laughs> of, yeah, of the yeah. top. that, that kills me every time. So, um, yeah. so anyway, I, I love that scene a lot. Um, but uh, certainly I, um, uh, Josh, I appreciate your, your sacrifice of your hair. <laughs> <clears throat> to ask of course, a, any ask a follow up question regarding Josh's hair. Josh, what did I make you do the night before we shot the movie? <laughs> so I had a mustache uh, before 
Um, we shot and I was like, oh, you know, I'll keep it. Maybe he'll think that it, it'll help us like differentiate the twins or whatever, you know, so that people watching the movie can tell who's who. Um, but then I think the fact that I had long hair tied back in a ponytail was enough. So he was like, yeah, just shave your mustache so you guys look, you know, more similar in the face. Um, and yeah, so I had to shave my mustache, but Jake and I were like, oh, let's make this like an actual like thing. So we actually like filmed the <laughs> video as if. I was being caught off guard, surprised, and Jake's like, hey, Chandler says you have to shave your mustache. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I already told Chandler that I was going to keep my mustache. And so it's this whole thing. And we actually have the video. I don't know if, you know, it's I anywhere. was going to say I wish I could, like, live stream it or something That'd be like that. But it's I'll have Jake just post it or something, like, on yeah. his, like, social media. Actually, yes, um, that, would be, that would be great. It's a hilarious yeah. video. It's not it exactly is. PG, it's, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm forcing him to shave off his mustache, and yeah. I have him at, in like a headlock, headlock pretty much, and I'm like <laughs> shaving off of his mustache with a razor. Yeah. Not a razor, a buzzer. Buzzer, buzzer yeah, yeah, razor. Yeah, I've got a razor to his face. Yeah. There was one part where it actually did hurt, and so I'm like pretending to scream, but then one of the screams is actually real. <laughs> caught my face. I'm like, he's over. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that was, thank you for that, Chandler. Uh, I didn't miss all right, so Maggie, uh, funniest scene and favorite scene? Funniest moment might still be that stupid fucking lawyer, that stupid lawyer flyer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just because you're guilty doesn't mean you did it. Yeah. Seen that on set, even just now, I'd sort of forgotten about it. Like, I, that kills me every time. Um, I still have it. You yes. still have it? I do. Oh, I did amazing. So my room but i still i saved it because i was like yeah i'm keeping this forever well i think at this point nobody else wants it because you put it in your pants (laughs) (laughs) or i mean maybe there's some weirdos out there but uh i won't speak (laughs) to them (laughs) or start selling um and i think my favorite scene i it might be i think it's when they actually go in and they're trying to figure out what happened just the 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 difference in in points of view and just them playing off each other when they find the dead body it it's just it throws you right in it's great so um about the uh the lawyer flyer um just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty um i when i was writing the script um you know i knew that we needed one of these uh some kind of flyer like that and i was inspired uh driving um in chicago and if you're in chicago driving along the freeway there are about um, exactly 6,007 um, billboards for uh, lawyers, and they're all terrible. Um, and so there were there were lots of things to choose from. Um, but uh, I actually wound up googling like terrible lawyer billboard, um, <laughs> and I kid you not, one of the you can Google it right now. I'm, I bet you'll find it. One of the results is. Uh, a billboard that has a guy with like an American flag behind him and it says just because you did it doesn't mean you're guilty oh wow I saw that so that's not even original no no I I stole that Um, I mean if uh, if you know the backstory of this movie it's actually kind of based on a a true story so to speak so I stole the whole movie is is what I'm saying Um, but in particular (laughs) that moment uh, I did come up with uh, Roland Doe. Um, yes, yes. That was that's, a good that's, one. Uh, that is my own creation. Um, but, uh, you know, that might be... Is that is that my only uh, contribution to this film? We'll see. Um, Maybe. But uh, <clears throat> Josh, um, Josh Liebhauser, uh, funniest scene and favorite scene? Um, I think a couple of, of my favorite moments are the inordinate amount of times that uh, Brett, uh, Brett, no, Rhett, sorry, hang on, hang on, Brett, <laughs> which everyone reaches it, man, I, I'm sorry, uh, see, it, like, I'm, I'm having a fairly hard time with this, um, I should have, uh, really figured this out a long time ago, um, reaches into his pants, uh, both to get the gun, and there's a, there's a, a camera tilt that happens and he goes doot, doot. <laughs> so tilts down comes back up and kind of follows the motion and then you uh you get that same uh feel when he reaches into his pants in the jail all the way down in there and um so i think that was my favorite funny moment uh my favorite scene for sure is the opening scene uh i just love the 
the vibe. I love the car, the smoke making the um, the and the the lights and the cinematography, the whole feel. Um, I rolled many, many fake joints. Uh, we did not smoke any real marijuana in the film, although although we did smoke a good deal of cheap tobacco. And so I've ever smoked yeah, in my entire life. Hundred percent. It was a lot. Yeah. Definitely. I was not high, but I definitely had a tobacco bust. Yeah, definitely. Got a- <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> it was. It was excessive, and I. I will admit, I didn't know how to roll a joint previously, but I looked it up, and I'm. I'm uh, I know how to do it now. So, um, yeah, I'd say that 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 opening scene would be my favorite. Yeah, I. I put the twins through several things: uh, pulling hair, uh, shaving mustaches, <laughs> and uh, smoking way, way too many uh, hand-rolled cigarettes. Um, but uh, I think it was worth it. You guys don't have lung cancer, do you? Yeah. No, not no, yet. I, I don't think so. <coughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ryan, uh, funniest scene and favorite scene. Hold on. Before we go to Ryan, though, real quick, I just want to say for people who are yeah. watching this, uh, I'd love to hear questions from you all for the people on, on the screen here. So throw a question in the chat if you have a question for anybody, and then we'll throw it to them uh, after Ryan gives us his funniest and favorite scene. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, so, okay. The funniest scene to me is the scene where, you know, uh, Maggie's talking about, um, like, you know, bondsman, you know, it's kind of differentiating between <laughs> what bondsman and, you know, the difference between bondsman and, um, uh, help me out here. Bounty, um, bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they're like, well, bondsman sounds better. You know, it sounds cooler. That to me, for some reason with the timing, that is the funniest thing in the whole film. And the, <laughs> Uh, my favorite scene is the my favorite cue that I scored, which is when you guys are going into the apartment and trying to discover what happened. Um, yeah, that was super fun to do, and that was my favorite scene. Yeah. About well, the, uh, the Bondsman line, too, that was actually direction from Chandler because the way that I was kind of like saying that line before, it was almost just kind of like, well, Bondsman sounds cooler. And then Chandler was like, why don't you ham it up a little bit and just like really get in her face and just be like, Bondsman sounds cooler. Yeah. So I think that definitely was the best way, the best way to do it. I also love how it like backs off from the shot and it's like you're, you're watching it and you're hearing it like that kind of like warbly kind of sound and everything. It was great. Yes. Again, uh, credit to uh, Jesse Eastman, our sound designer. He did a great job. That, That was another thing that surprised me when he sent it back to me and I was like, Oh dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, uh, Ryan, I wanted to ask you another follow-up question. What were some of the other influences that we talked about? What are, what are some of the other movies that um, we were kind of bouncing back and forth as we were working on the score? Yeah, good question. That, that, was, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the process as well, Chandler, just like trying to figure out, you know, like revisit these different references and different films that we both like and um, – some of the ones that stand out to me, uh, the more kind of grungy rock, kind of fast paced feel was directly inspired by Hot Fuzz. Um, uh, and just like the overall vibe, the just super like badass vibe and just kind of um, that you got some rock, but it's like you're going on this adventure and there's this element of comedy and you're just kind of being sucked into the in the story so uh that is uh one of the major influences the second would be um ooh, zodiac the movie zodiac with uh robert downey jr you know jake gyllenhaal and uh mark ruffalo and um yeah that soundtrack to me kind of is like the perfect quintessential suspenseful score and so I took elements of that specifically in the scene I was talking about being my favorite, uh, where you guys are going into the apartment and trying to figure out like what happened. So I, that, that cue alone definitely was in, influenced by Zodiac. Yeah. Well, I think we like there, I mean, there are, um, those four main tracks. We've mm-hmm. got the opening scene, 
um, kind of the montage at the beginning, and then uh, when they go into the apartment, and then the chase scene. And each of those, we had a, like a totally different movie that we were referencing almost. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. You know, it was fun to like kind of try to balance all those different styles. And, and I think it came together really well. Yeah, totally. All right. We do have some good questions here from the the audience who's watching with us. So uh, first question from Tammy Bach is, uh, so Chandler has a cameo in this. Uh, <laughs> not sure how many of you who were watching noticed. You can only see really the upper half of his face, but... He's the man reading the newspaper. And Tammy asks if anyone else recognized Chandler by his fingers. So, so yeah. I don't, I don't know if any of you have an answer to that. Well, I can't um, speak for you guys, but I don't think I could recognize myself <laughs> by my fingers. Um, I definitely couldn't either. I mean, in fact, the first time I watched it, uh, I was like, wait, is that Chandler? It wasn't even totally clear to me. And then on the rewatch, I was like, okay, I guess that's Chandler's face, yeah. But I well, definitely didn't know you by your fingers. The funny thing about that scene was that... Um, you know, I was uh, I had a hood on and a newspaper up, and it's like you know really the kind of classic, uh, a little bit corny, like just you know um, suspicious looking figure. Um, and somebody called the police on us uh, because apparently I was convincing enough um, that Fair, yeah. <laughs> the cops rolled up. I and... mean, they they saw what the twins saw guilt. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> what um, are we looking for? Guilt. Uh, anyway, so uh, you know, we we had a, a nice conversation with them, and actually, uh, the police officer gave me his card, uh, and he said, "Send us the movie when you're done." Oh, um, don't forget, we should yeah, invite him so to the live stream. I should, uh, I should, I should send him the movie. Um, Did but... you ask him to be the cop in that scene? Uh, no, the two oh. cops, um, in the arrest scene um, were not real cops. Actually, one of them was. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the guy who not on duty, obviously. Uh, goes, <laughs> okay. you know, uh, his name is Colt Rombauer, um, and uh, Derek Larthy uh, were the two guys. And uh, turns out I didn't even know this at the time. Um, I had just worked with them previously on uh, a, like a military themed shoot. And on this one, um, they showed up and Colt was like, oh, yeah, I'm a cop now. Like I got out of the army uh, nice. and now I'm uh, now I'm a cop. So, you know, he like had his uniform and everything. But um, that scene in particular, um, we didn't have a cop car for. Uh, so Ian Reed, our DP, had the brilliant idea of taking. Uh, whiskey glasses and then turning them upside down and setting them on top of my uh, black Honda Fit, um, which for those of you who are familiar or aren't familiar with a with a black Honda Fit, it's not exactly the most imposing view. Not exactly a cop um, car, yeah. But uh, when the light, um, the cop lights hit the the whiskey glasses, it looks exactly like cop lights on uh, the top of the car. All right, uh, next question. Zach. Yes, next question is from Hannah Cantrell, who is one of the production assistants on the set. Yeah, so, shout out to Hannah. She's yeah, great. So I think all of us here know Hannah. Uh, so hi, Hannah. And Hannah's asking if you've submitted to any festivals, Chandler. And I'll let you answer that question, but I will also say that uh, this, this live stream is really an advance screening of it, not technically a premiere, because we are hoping that the film will be able to premiere at a festival. So say, yeah. a, little, say a little more about that. Uh, well, we don't have, uh, you know, we just finished this movie like literally last week. Um, so, I mean, you were like, you were doing the credits before you got in the car to drive yes, out here. That's how, I, like, that's how recent I, this is. I was finishing the credits while my wife was finishing packing up our car and putting our uh, 10-month-old baby in the car seat. Yeah. And then I hit export and upload, and then we left. Yeah. Um, so there's actually a, an error in the credits. Um, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to say person it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, Wait, but, we, we uh, get, you know, I want to know who, what's, what's going on. Who's uh, the someone got left out. Yeah. <laughs> it's Ryan. I'm sorry, Ryan. I, it's not because I forgot about you. It's because I was in a rush. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so uh, the film festivals, we will be submitting to film festivals. Um, you know, we'll try to um, do, uh, you know, as big, you know, of a, of a festival premiere as we can get into. Um but, uh, you know, obviously that's out of our hands, but um, I'm also going to be uh, looking into and submitting to, you know, various online um, uh, kind of like short, you know, places that get shorts more yeah. uh, viewership and audience and that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, if you're wanting to keep in touch with that, just, you know, follow me on Facebook or Instagram or something like that, or just reach out and I'll add you to my email list. But just spread the word about this as a film that everybody needs to see. Yeah. You know, nobody can see Also, it if you yet. know someone who's a festival programmer, yeah. then, uh, you know, let me know and I'll Get reach touch. out to them. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, what's next, Zach? All right, next we have a question from Christian Cantrell, who I think must be a family member of Hannah. So hi, Christian. Um, he asks a question about the jail scene. I'll, I'll pitch this one to Josh, because Josh yeah. was pretty intimately involved with setting this <laughs> yes. up. So Josh, so, tell us how we shot the jail scene. I was so intimately involved. Uh, I spent <laughs> most of a day, actually, with a uh, chop saw and a whole bunch of PVC pipe and some two-by-fours, and... Ian and Chandler had given me some really rough instructions on what they wanted to see. And so I just kind of winked from there. I did have the help of our uh, wonderful PAs, which was which was great because it's hard to construct this uh, massive thing by yourself. You can't hold everything. And so, um, yeah, a bunch of PVC pipe and black paint. Uh, that scene was actually shot in the distant moon studio like in their in their office building and so we just used a corner that had no uh distinguishing features and the only set piece we needed for that was this one wall of bars which is actually three pieces and then um a bed and what you probably will not notice is that uh we only actually used one bed so we shot it and um, we had uh, Josh sitting on a box, like facing Jake. And then we moved the bed to the other side, shot it again, and then stitched together the conversation in post. And that was just because we were too lazy to find a bed. So that <laughs> seems like a, uh, a complicated solution. But, but uh, sometimes th- that's just what you had to do. So well, here's the thing. The- Josh, there were yeah, a lot of quick things Quick question to about find. And uh, so it was actually, it took me a grand total of maybe 10 minutes to to uh, do the VFX work to double the bed. Um, so I think it was time well spent. Okay, I have to know for Josh and Chandler, because every time I watch it, I'm kind of, I'm looking at it because I have a an office in Distant Moon Studio, their office yes. space. So I'm always wondering where were you shooting, especially the jail scene? Where was that? Uh, you know, in relation to my office. So you walk in uh, yeah. to the front door and it's on the far uh, right-hand corner. Back right corner. Back right corner, yep. Yep. Yeah, so I think this is this is an important point of clarification. Okay. Josh, you, you got at this a little bit, but when we say that it was filmed in the Distant Moon studio, we don't mean, like Distant Moon's pretty, it's a pretty small production company. They don't have like, you know, it's not like Studio B. They don't have this whole wing where they have stages set up to do this kind of thing. Like, from the spot where we're filming the jail scene, you look just to the side and there's all the film editing computers that are set up there. And <laughs> yeah, like, it's literal office space. We had to move uh, like three desks <laughs> to get the, to put it in there. Um, and uh, I mean, overall, like it looked great. And, yeah. um, you know, it was one of those things where it's like um, and Distant Moon is so good at this, where uh, I've seen them do this time and time again, where, uh, you know, we'll have kind of like a lot of limitations on a location and they'll uh always be able to figure out a way to make it uh look really really great um and so um anyway uh hats off to to ian and to josh for for throwing that together one of my favorite things about that scene that was just funny and this gets to uh to grace's question about the funniest behind the scenes moment uh for me one of them was in that jail room scene when uh jacob playing brett falls back on the bed we had to do that like 25 times to get it to look right because he kept doing it and they'd be like Chandler would be like oh I, I think it doesn't quite look natural for your hands to fall that way oh right or, right. or it doesn't quite look natural <laughs> okay now do it again and then when he sat up again it you know the camera was obviously set in one spot and he would sit up and like his nose would be obscured by a jail bar oh right, right? or yes. like his eyes would be obscured by a jail bar so we had to do it over and over again to get the natural fall so the hands fell properly and then so he came up again in the right spot and it was just it was hilarious for me to watch because i was like oh my goodness this is just this is hilarious to see this scene attempted over and over again i mean obviously it, it pays off i think i think the funniest uh behind the scenes moment for me was definitely the pulling out the the hair uh pulling the bobby pin out of the hair um just because you know josh would would go for it and there's always that moment of suspense where you never quite know, like, is he going to be able to hold it in? Um, and will he get that bobby pin out of the hair without yeah. breaking character? And every time it was, it was a thrill to see whether or not he'd be <laughs> able to do it. Um, and there are some funny outtakes and we'll put together a blooper reel, but there are some funny outtakes where he is not able to hold it in. And, uh, he, he just totally breaks down. Um, 
and uh, obviously that's how we we got about a pound of his hair out of his head. Yeah, I see a really good question from uh, Shake Niloy, um, and another one that kind of goes with it from Clayton. I'll get to that in just a second, but before I do that, I'll pitch the question to the other five of you on the call here. Any other uh, nominees for Grace for funniest behind the scenes moment? I might have one. Go for um, it. it it was while you guys were filming, I was driving down to do my shoot, and I did have Josh as a stunt driver, and I crashed my rental car. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That was a bummer. And I was completely blocking the entrance to where we were all staying, so I was panicked that you guys were going to come back from shooting, not be able to load in with all of the stuff. So I was like, <laughs> tow truck in the middle of the woods trying to get my car out of the way, um, and yeah. at one point texted you guys and was like by the way i fixed it but I <laughs> and i think at that point everyone was just so tired that it was just like yeah we can't we can't deal with that but yeah. i'm glad it was um yes thank thank you maggie for <laughs> figuring it out <laughs> yeah and it was like like our airbnb was this beautiful house in the side of a mountain uh, and it was back in the woods. Like you had to drive through some pretty like winding, creepy trails and there were some hazards. There were some rocks. So yeah, yeah for, that was for uh... reference. We shot the entire movie um, in and near Percival, right. Virginia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to go to this question then from uh, Shake Nuloy and uh, Clayton Emmer. So Clayton's asking how you raise money for the film Chandler. Uh, figured you could talk about that a little bit. And then uh, Shake's asking, was this sort made to raise money from investors for a feature film conversion? Uh, uh, and I think that's a that's a great question, talking about the future of the Double Bondsman narrative here. Well, uh, answer the first question: How did we raise money for the script or for the film? We, um, I mean, the the largest way was we did a Kickstarter. Um, the Kickstarter covered in total, I think, like seventy ish percent of the budget of the movie, maybe a little bit less. Um, and, uh, so we, we raised, uh, 9,000 on Kickstarter and then the rest was, uh, from other parties, uh, including myself. Um, and, um, we, you know, we, we put together a fun kind of like Kickstarter video for that. And then, um, really just a bunch of people, um, uh, came together, some people that we know and, uh, you know, several people, uh, several very generous people who didn't, um, who we didn't know, including, uh, one Lucas Ferrara, who, um, one of the kind of the highest tier Kickstarter reward was, uh, to kind of be in the movie. And so, uh, that flyer that we talked about earlier, um, the one that, uh, says just because you did, it doesn't mean you're guilty. Um, that, uh, the face on that flyer is Lucas Ferrara. (laughs) And then, um, the, uh, book, on the shelf that they're talking about, um, the uh, it's called uh, uh, something about bounty, modern bounty like, hunting. Oh yeah, modern bounty hunting. Uh, how to kick ass and take names, yes. and uh, that's written by Lucas Ferrara. <laughs> um, so those um, are the perks of being the highest Kickstarter back. Yeah, so yeah. that was fun. And then to answer the second question, um, are we looking to make a feature? Uh, the answer is absolutely. Um, and yes. so that's something that, you know, when we are taken around to festivals and in the next, you know, six months to a year, I'll be uh, definitely working uh, towards that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm super excited for the possibility of a feature. I mean, I, I think it was Hannah, too. I saw in the chat, Hannah was saying her entire family is saying we want more. And that's how I feel coming away. I'm like, I mean, we've hardly gotten started with the comedic possibilities here. And I want to see what happens with these twins. And of course, uh, I see Frank just made a comment there, too that uh, you definitely leave the door open for a sequel. So the uh, the feature film could explore the post-jailbreak life of the the brothers. So And just briefly to comment on that. Chandler, that... Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say that that means that there's going to be a lot more really good late-night pizzas for me in the future, hey, which is I'm go. really, there really happy go. about that. There you go. Well, yeah. next time I'll come join you in person. How's that, Ryan? That sounds great, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just a brief note on, on that ending. Um, one of the things that... Uh, I love about the ending initially it had ended much more on a downer um and uh 
it was much more like, you know, they're, you know, they're in trouble and they kind of get this reality check. Um, but then as we were workshopping the script, I had a kind of group of people that I called the brain trust and they helped me on the script. Um, and so I was reading it with the brain trust. Uh, and I think it was Josh Liebhauser who had the thought of like, you know, I feel like this needs to kind of kick it up a notch at the end. And so after some discussion, um, we wound up, um, uh, you know, kind of workshopping a few different ideas and then wound up with, you know, that, that moment where he pulls the, the bobby pin out of his hair, which, you know, I love this kind of running gag of uh, Josh pulling <laughs> items out of obscure um, crevices in his body. <laughs> um, so uh, he pulls the bobby pin out of out of his hair. Um, and uh, then, um, you know, that line ever ever heard. You know, do you remember that book about jailbreaks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so I want to go to Paul Snyder's question. Josh, how many hours for the death makeup? Josh, I'll let you answer that one. Um, so we had a very talented makeup artist. Her name was Joan. She was awesome. Um, I was probably in <clears> – <throat> I mean it, it took a while to set and light the scene, and they were also rehearsing. But it was only, I don't know, maybe an hour total – but the thing that, that kind of sucked um, was it was a continuous process. So she got everything on me and that included using – this is actually super interesting. She used like uh, like croutons that she'd crumble up and mash in with fake blood and that would be like the brain matter and stuff. Like the amount of detail, there's like fake wax and she did this whole <clears> – <throat> she did a whole entry wound on, on, on my forehead. But then – the the thing about the blood is it kind of dries and so it, it like in order to keep it looking the same throughout whenever we'd stop filming i'd be laying there like this and she'd have to come and like drizzle more on me and so i had it running down it actually stained my chest so it soaked through the shirt and stained my person um for like a week later probably <laughs> i had to scrub and scrub to get it off but uh super super cool experience um it was initially supposed to be, and I, I don't know if he is on the uh, chat, but the dead body was supposed to be played by Shadrack Straley, um, and uh, we had a scheduling conflict, and so I, I had to step in and do it. The other thing I will mention about that scene is there is an Easter egg there with me being dead that you may notice. It's very obscure, and it may give you a hint as to some of the circumstances of my character's death, but I will not tell you what it is, but if anyone guesses it, I will send you a special prize. <laughs> All right. So I see two more questions in the chat here that I think are great. Uh, the first one Chandler, I'm going to let you think about uh, before you answer. And this is from Karen Forsyth, who is our mother-in-law. Uh, she says, were there any onset changes or ad libs you incorporated or did you stick to the script? Great question. Uh, while you think about that, another question from it's Brittany, uh, and I'm going to pitch this one to uh, Jake, Josh, and Maggie love as the it. cast members. What do you think your characters would be doing 10 years from now? I love this. So, uh, Maggie, let's start with you. Where is uh, the unnamed detective 10 years hence? Oh, I think I'm still working and <laughs> still looking forward to retire. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm going to say that 100% we've now become a part of the Avengers team and we are in their like um, bondsman division. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, Iron Man needs some help. Well, you know, if anybody hasn't seen the movie, he's not really alive anymore. But yeah. so we are kind of like, you know, we're going to be over. working yeah, with the Avengers on like, you know, catching people because they saw our skills and they're like. Exactly. And they, they just need to utilize those yeah. skills. Mm hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize the Avengers were in this world as well. They are. So this can be a great thing. A Marvel like crossover. It's gonna be great. This is what I, I'm setting it up for that right now. Right. So it's a big picture. Yeah, this is big picture. We're shooting for the stars, guys. I love it. I want to imagine I'll have my own private task force to deal with these two. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Like all right, Chandler, did you also uh, great question, Brittany? Great yes. question. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic question. Uh, on the point about Marvel, I just love one of the things I love about the film is the the brothers' conception of themselves as just complete badasses. And uh, I don't think anyone mentioned the 
opening montage, but I find that, especially the little martial arts scene in the basement, yes, to be one of the funniest, mm-hmm. where Brett is just he's 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 narrating this scene as Such if he is, jackass. yeah, he's narrating the scene as if he is a martial arts master, and then he tapes his hands up and he's doing these little like taps to to Rhett's chest, and then Rhett just you know absolutely floors him and then elbow smashes him. So it's, it's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Chandler. So that question about ad libs or sticking to the script, uh, anything on that? Well, uh, funny you should mention, uh, the, um, that scene, uh, because, uh, when they're kind of sparring in the basement, uh, that was an ad lib scene. Um, I mean, obviously there wasn't dialogue, but, um, initially, um, I just had them, uh, you know, like kind of hit at each other for a sec and then, um, I think uh, Rhett would kind of throw Brett to the ground and just walk away. But then in the moment, um, uh, Josh just did that like like WWE pile driver move, um, <laughs> and uh, I could hardly hold it in. Um, in I mean, the moment. this is this is where having brothers, actual twin brothers, cast in that role really comes into play. Yes, yes. Because you guys have probably done that exact thing like hundreds of times in your basement growing up, right? And so it's just second <laughs> oh, yeah. nature to you. I mean, we were. We were like practicing that fight on a blow up mattress in like in like a backyard. Yes. And so I mean it just definitely I mean childhood we're yeah. we did that kind of stuff like, all the time. Of oh course. man, this yeah feels thrown back like at least ten or fifteen years for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that that moment was definitely um, was definitely improv. The um, I mean there there were some stuff in the um, interrogation room uh, that Maggie improv i we we i don't remember we we kind of cut the interrogation scene up quite a bit um from a lot of different takes so i don't remember um how much of that improv got in but i do know that it was just absolutely a blast to work with her uh doing that because i would just kind of go like okay maggie uh try it this way and then she would you know kind of like just make up a bunch of lines kind of on her own and um the uh the funny thing was uh while we were all setting up and kind of getting the camera ready and, and checking the shot. She was just kind of running over lines um, with Jake and I overheard them uh, just kind of like improving for a minute. And I was like, Oh yeah, let's, you know, like let's kind of incorporate some of that stuff. Um, and so that was super fun. Uh, at least on the day, again, I don't, I don't know how much of that wound up into the final movie. Um, I put that in there, but, um, the other editors, right. uh, pulled it out because it, yeah, I mean, it, did, it, it didn't quite, it didn't, it wasn't, um, didn't quite fit the tenor. Yeah, we that was for. the thing. So I yeah, loved the I mean, moment. But sh- shameless plug for the podcast, real life that I've been putting together. Uh, you know, the the eight episode serial podcast that tells the story of the making of this film. But the final episode of that, or not really the final, uh, but the the most recent one, episode eight, is about the editing process. And in that, Maggie, I don't even know if you've heard this this part yet, but you feature prominently because Chandler walks me through that exact scene. And he says, yeah, Maggie was doing some some sort of ad-libbing, and we did, we did multiple scenes, and, and in the podcast I play, or Chandler plays and walks us through multiple iterations, multiple versions of the same scene, and what did and did not make the cut, and then sort of why why your edit, your editors cut out the part that you had right. put in and all that. So we go through all that, but I, th- I think it was a really fascinating illustration of all the various nuances that go into even just a single scene. Uh and, and and what what a uh, what an editor can do with some good ad libs from a cast member. So. What about you guys? Were there other ad lib moments? Overall, I thought that um, my 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 recollection is that we were pretty close to the script. Um, but uh, do you guys remember any any other moments when we might have ad libbed? Just one thing that I remember that I just kind of like it was when it was the scene between me and uh, Josh when we were like kind of like figuring out like dude this is our chance. Um, the part at the end where like I kind of convince him and he's like, hell yeah. And then I'm like, boom, baby. Oh yeah. Like, I don't think that was actually in the script. I think it was like, hell yeah, brother, or something like that. But I was just like, we were trying to, I, bunch think, of I think hell yeah, brother was in, was that at the end? Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. That was one of the things. I mean, there was a couple other yeah. different lines that we put in there, but boom, baby was just something that I just wanted to throw in there. So That's I'm glad one. it actually made it in the final cut. Yeah. Well, I do remember, um, uh, so I drove out, uh, I picked up Jake and Josh, uh, in Michigan actually. Um, and, uh, we drove out 
to Virginia together to shoot the movie. Um, and so I was in the car with them for eight hours the day before uh, we started shooting, which meant that I had a chance to observe um, just exactly how they talk um, and realize that it was basically how I wrote the script. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, I, you, you guys definitely threw more hell yeah and kind of that kind of stuff in there than, than I'd written. So I think we included some of that. Um, but I have one question for you two, um, which is, uh, how similar, uh, was the, the script to, to you guys and your natural chemistry? Did you feel like you had to kind of act very much or did it just show out? Oh yeah, no definitely way. Not. No, that no. was definitely like, I think the way that it was written and just kind of like, I think I, we shared this in the, the podcast, but like growing up, we literally thought that we were going to be able to be ninjas as a career path. And that's what we wanted. Like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it was us and two other friends. We yeah. wanted to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. when we grew up. And so that was what our plan. So this is just kind of like, just kind of like, you know, it's what it feeding like. into this that. We were just like, oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. This is, you know, crime fighting. That's duh. That's what we do. That's, that's what we were made for. Yeah. Chandler, your eye for casting is terrible. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, well, I've stuck with you for two movies, so. Uh... <laughs> All right, well. I'll take it. It is, uh, we are at the hour and 15 minute mark, just about. Uh, I put the last call for comments and questions in for our, uh, our audience there. Have not seen anything yet, so we will uh, we'll look to wrap it up here. Uh, any last comments from anybody on screen here or Chandler, any last comments from you? Well, yeah, and any other questions that you guys might have for each other? Um, I just wanted to uh, go back to something that was said earlier. The podcast, guys, I've listened to almost all of it. I'm, 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 I'm almost uh, caught up with the last episode there. And there's so much there that we didn't have the time to get into today. And it covers in extreme detail the entire um, process, writing, fundraising, um, shooting post. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all in there. And if, if you haven't heard any of it, what we did throughout the entire process, knowing there was going to be a podcast was we recorded our conversations. And so you get to kind of follow along this audio timeline of that. So it's super, super cool. Um, definitely listen to it if you have not yet had a chance. Yeah. For anybody that's watching right now, I have the link both to the Spotify version of the podcast and the Apple music version of the, the podcast, and the link in my bio on Instagram. He's got link tree. So, he's, he's, I, I'm not yeah, quite there. Technically. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's pretty slick. dude. Also, uh, we'll drop that in the, yeah, I'll put it in the chat right if now. If it's not already there. But yeah, for, thanks for the uh, kind words, everyone. Yeah, the, the, the podcast has been really fun to make, and I've gotten to know all of you on screen, except really for Ryan. I actually didn't know Ryan before uh, before this podcast tonight, but I'm familiar with Ryan's work because we've talked about you on the podcast, Ryan. Uh, and it's been a really fun chance to, to go behind the scenes and uh, understand what it, what it takes to make a movie uh, and talk to all the people uh, involved, including, uh, I already mentioned Hannah Kentrell was a production assistant. She's in the chat. Uh, I saw Maddie Wade in the chat, another production assistant. So they're both in the podcast Andrew as well. Andrew was in the chat as well. He's oh, was he? Oh, I didn't see Andrew. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, so Andrew's in the podcast. So, uh, hey, Andrew and Maddie. Oh, but yeah, it's been a really fun opportunity to do that. I just dropped the link to that podcast in the chat. You'll notice this, this YouTube channel is Creedal Theology and Culture. So that's my normal, uh, podcast, which is on theology and culture and real life is a very different, uh, very different flavor, very different objective, but it's a serialized podcast that examines what, it, what what it's like to make a movie. And all of these people feature prominently, and you'll hear a lot of the more uh, behind the scenes stories and some stuff that happened on set that you obviously don't get from just uh, just watching the film. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. Go check that out if you get a chance. I'd enjoy it. I'm super excited to check that out. I'm super excited about that. for sure. And actually, while I've got an audience here, uh, if you can go to that pod pod dot link that I just dropped in the chat, uh, open it up in Apple Podcasts and give it a five star review, please, because then it'll help uh, get it in front of more people, and then uh, more people can learn about the movie, and then more people can uh, you know bug film festivals to admit the movie, and we'll get the <laughs> funding go. to go go feature length. So hopefully, the the podcast will help the the movie advance as well and reach more eyeballs. So uh, eyeballs through. Uh, through ears, I guess. And uh, just to, <clears throat> before we wrap up, just one last time, I just want to brag on all these people here and all the people who uh, weren't, you know, aren't on screen right now, but everyone working on this film uh, did an absolutely fantastic job. 
Um, and I'm super, super proud of all the work that we've done. Um, and uh, I'm really excited. I hope I can work with you all again in the future. And I hope we can uh, do it again maybe in a feature. So, so thank you, guys. All right. It's great to see you all. Thanks for joining this stream. I appreciate it. I know it's a little bit late on the uh, East Coast uh, in Eastern time zone. So Josh, Maggie, and Ryan, thanks for uh, thanks for bearing with us on that. And I uh, hope you guys all have a great one. And uh, share this uh, share this with friends. Even if they can't see the film yet, they can get excited about it at least. And I will, uh, I'm going to make this advanced advanced screening video private. So you uh, you won't be able to share this with friends, this with friends, this with friends. This, <laughs> this with is friend. the unfortunate moment I was telling you about in which my computer crashed. We got it powered up again. We finally finished the stream. But what I was telling people on the stream is that they can't share the link with friends, uh, or really they can't share the link with friends for the next you know uh, for for a long period of time because we're going to shut down that link in the next week or so. So if you want to watch it, watch it now. Uh, but we're doing that to protect the IP of the film and protect the sort of exclusivity of the film because film festivals like being able to premiere films. So we don't want a film that has been pre-premiered, if that makes sense. So we were trying to make that make that case and try to protect the film so that we can improve the chances of it getting accepted at a film festival. But that was essentially the end of the live stream. My computer made it really until the final 60 seconds, and then it just could not handle it anymore. But it, it chugged along. It chugged along well. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we'll cue up the final music here. Thank you for listening to Real Life. As always, please share this with friends if you can on Apple Podcasts. Give it a five-star review. And let me know what you liked, what you didn't like, what you think we missed, what you think we should have covered. Send me a note. Zach at creedalpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening to Real Life. I love your support. I love this journey with you. And I'll be back soon to update you on the status of Double Bondsman and where it gets to play at a film festival. Until next time, have a great week.